0: all right and welcome back to another exciting episode of rough sketch to final draft where we don't take life too seriously while we work on creating a life that we are looking forward to always and never putting too much pressure on where we've been where we're headed And always believing in ourselves. So welcome back for season two, episode three. I am visited by an amazing guest today, a first-timer guest, hopefully a return guest for the future as well, coming all the way in from Canada. She's been a part of the Rough Sketch of Final Draft family through the Coach Adam website for quite a long time. And without further ado, let me pass it off over to her to introduce herself. Sweeta, please tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Hello my name is akshi and uh, as Adam said, I'm based in Canada currently. Uh, a little bit about myself, well I can talk hours about this, but I'm going to keep it short. I am born and brought up in India and I moved to Canada a couple of years back, maybe six, seven, and uh, I came to Canada as an international student and then I started teaching in the same college where I graduated from. My professional background is more into IT teaching training, I have a couple of side hustles. I love planning events. I love talking to people. That's one of the things I always like to do, to know, to listen to them, what they have been through, how their life stories look like. And I love traveling. I'm kind of a solo traveler where uh, my tripod is my best friend and my tripod never complains taking an amount of pictures. So I kind of rely on my tripod. So yeah, that's a quick introduction about me and uh, we'll talk more when the time goes.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're honored to have you here. I'm sure that the family is going to be more than welcoming and more than embracing as they always are with all of our guests. So we're honored to have you. And, um, you know, it, as we jump into this, as far as it goes, we usually get into some topics in a way in which we kind of alleviate and let the surface boil forth, you know, to the top of life of what we've really been going through in our journeys and some of the challenges that we face and how do we face those. And some of that um, usually resonates really well with being able to give Pieces to our audience um, that they can resonate with and identify with, and they can say, That's me, that I've been there. And we kind of figure this out cathartically while we see others who go through life struggles that we're going through. And how did they solve that? And how did they overcome those things? So, in, in your journey, as you were sharing with what you've got going on in your world, and what you do, and what you've done for others, and how much you like to be present with others, and how you have influenced others' lives, what has been one of the biggest takeaways? that you started to strive for, that set you on this journey? Maybe years ago, maybe there was a moment in a cafe when you were having a sip of coffee and all of a sudden the universe's lightning came to you. When when was that, that kind of awoken inside of you, that this is what you want to do with your life?
1: A lot of events like that occurred. But one of them was when someone was not kind to me and I decided to return kindness in back. That was one of the moments when I realized that when someone is not kind to you, it's not because they don't want to. Sometimes it's because they are going through a hard time and we do not have to take it personally. So professionally, personally, financially, I am an emotional person. I'm a sentimental person. I, I give a lot of weightage to EQ than IQ. Okay? Mm. And uh, I realized, I think kindness is something the world needs the most right now. More than anything else, we need to focus on how we are treating people. Before that, how we are treating ourselves. When I started practicing kindness, the first person to receive was myself. I stopped being hard on myself, thinking like there are milestones I have to, you know, achieve. There are people I have to please. There are expectations I have to fulfill. So first thing was I told myself, it's okay. Just take that sip of coffee and breathe it's okay you are Mm -hmm. fine okay you're doing just fine and let's see how it goes from here and that's how i started practicing it on others but that was actually a life-changing moment for me when i when i decided to pick kindness over everything else
0: it's beautiful in the truest sense that genuinely iq and eq eq i believe i'm with you and it resonates with us i truly believe that anyone with the coach adam or the rough sketch of final draft anyone that's drawn towards this. And if you're a first-time listener or if you're a long-time listener in the future, who knows, 10 years from now, if you found this material, it's because you were drawn towards it. The law of attraction is always working in that frequency way so that you find what you are looking for. As Sweetie had said even before, her tribe, like you will literally be drawn towards what is meant to be drawn towards you and vice versa in this universe. And I believe that EQ... To your exact point, and I think that it's paramount that everyone who's listening understands this as well and takes that away as a beautiful nugget for themselves of what you're saying is EQ takes a level of intelligence because it also takes empathy, it takes patience, it takes logic and rationality and puts those all in together to allow you to literally find a way to live If anything that would be similar for someone in the Western sense to think about this too, is it's more of a stoic type of way of life. It's a philosophical way of living to put your thoughts and feelings first, right? And the thoughts and feelings of others before just the reaction ability about life. That's beautiful. Well, in that sense, when you're deciding what you want to do with your career, because you have your hand in quite a few things, which I was loving, the idea about getting a chance to talk to you and share this story with the audience. What made you do the main profession that you started to head towards? Was that influenced by the idea about being kind to others? Was that fulfilling a um, an inward heart's call? And then tell us a little bit about these side hustles as well. I'll
1: start with this. I used to be an IT person. I used to have my own IT company back in India. When I was 22 years old, I started. And when I was 28, things happened. And uh, in six years, whatever I have built, I had two options. Either stay there, continue working on that, or take that one-way ticket to Canada. And uh, I know leaving all those things was not easy because along with that company, the more... uh, struggleful part was leaving my family back home because I'm a very family-oriented person. I want my mom and dad and my sister all the time in my life and you won't believe Adam, I actually talk to them two hours a day. When I wake up, when they wake up, we are on the call always and every day. So it's tough but when I came, I I studied here and uh, during my entire phase of education, one thing I noticed was people look for help but sometimes they are just too conscious or insecure to ask for help, and Mm. it was very friendly I would as a friend say hey let me help you with your assignment it's okay I got this you know what and then I started to see the changes in them that they are more comfortable in asking for help when people are ready to understand that okay you know they are not having ego while they are helping them and uh, I liked it Mm. and um, yeah I would actually give this credit to to, to my professors and the management at, at my college who thought, who saw that I can teach. And they were like, would you like to try this? I'm like, eh, I don't know. I have never taught anyone in my life, not even a five-year-old kid. And you're asking me yeah. to teach college students. And you know how they are. And I don't know if I can be okay. But I gave yeah. the interview. I got the job. And then uh, after one semester, I survived. They survived. So probably I thought, okay, this is good. But, you know, Adam, I was doing my job. I was loving it. I love teaching. I wake up every day happy about my job. But the first time a student graduated and called me after a couple of days saying, I got the job. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And he thanked me. And to be honest, it was his hard work, you know, which which helped me. Him landed a good job. But he thanked yeah. me for all the support he got from me and that's when I realized maybe directly and directly, I actually helped a person making his or her life better, you know, making their life better. And that's when it hit me. This is something I want to do for the rest of my life. This is something I'll never quit teaching. That's for sure. Even if, you yeah. know, I do my side hustles, it's great. But teaching is not just a job for me. It's more like a social responsibility where I can be empathetic, I can be kind, I, I can teach students to set boundaries, you know. I can mm. teach students to be respectful in their work environment, in any business they are doing, it's totally fine. But creating a positive impact in someone's life like you do, Adam, you know, that's that's something I have on my mind every day.
0: Well, we, we share a life path in that regard. We're both empaths. We've aligned and synchronized for a very long time, and I'm honored to share this journey with you. So I'm humbled by that. And I love what you said. One well, of the biggest key takeaways from what you just shared just landed on my heart and just was like, boom, there it is, in the sense that teaching is a social responsibility. That was beautiful. I don't know how long that's been on your heart, but that is a beautiful way to phrase that in the poignant way. Well, chef's kiss in that sense to like literally put that into a encapsulation for all teachers who do listen to us, because I know there's quite a few of you out there as well, and all you spiritual healers, I mean, in that sense of being able to think about our communities, think about our families, think about our friends and our co-workers and colleagues, and even just the people at the local coffee shops and the restaurants that we frequent, if we took that kind of attitude and approach towards life, that this was a social responsibility for us to be leaders and teachers in our community at all times. And I understand, audience, I do. Lovingly, I understand that that's a huge responsibility and that's a large weight for us to carry throughout the course of our days. But what Swita is saying is the fact that literally when you actually do take a step into that mindset, into that mentality and that idealistic sense of thoughts, it is a rewarding process that literally even shifted Swita's whole entire position and disposition in life towards wanting to do this for others for the rest of her life. So, um, It's powerful as a social responsibility. So question in that one beautiful spot then, being that it is so powerful, sweetheart, do you feel that there is something that is holding people back that maybe you might be able to um, enlighten on the whole entire audience in that regard? And also at this point in time, I'd like to say, Please like and subscribe. I have to keep on reminding myself to say that. I'm getting better at that. Thank you, fam, for reminding me. Is there something that you think that is holding people back from being able to take that kind of responsibility for themselves in their own life? So in that regard, from there, when we actually get a chance to really think about what might be holding people back from what they're looking forward to doing in their lives, when we really understand that it is a social responsibility for us to want to invest into ourselves and into our communities. What is it that you might think that holds people back and maybe shed some light on that for any of our listeners, because in that regard, I'm sure that they might be stuck in that spot too. And anything that you found as a tool to overcome that might be able to enrich their journey as well. So please enlighten us.
1: I am going to talk personally, what you felt was holding me back in acting yeah. right in a particular situation related to a person or thing or job you know or maybe time and place doesn't matter was I was taking things personally way too personally Mm -hmm. and what what I mean to say here is and again this is completely according to my perspective how I I analyzed my thought process that has changed over years of you know experiences Uh, your expectation says when I am saying this is a coffee with two cream and two sugar and I love it what I'm expecting is you're going to agree to that. Yeah. Maybe you don't like coffee at all. Maybe you like it a regular coffee, one cream, one sugar. Maybe you don't like sugar at all. So a human brain works like this. Whenever I'm saying something to you, I am seeking acceptance from you. Okay. Mm. Based on what I am thinking. And that was a setback for me because I I love aggressively okay i i am too much when, when it comes to loving anyone feeling empathetic feeling kindness i'm always over the board. i'm never like you know balance i don't know what balance is i don't know what balance is i'm an over lover and i know that good <laughs> you know good. I, I think yeah. i lose i mean i would not say I lose people but sometimes i have to say goodbye to people because i overwhelm them <laughs> trust yeah <laughs> It might not always be the best thing to do is to overlove, but I don't know. That's sure. how that's how my heart is. I can change it, you know?
0: It's but better than under love. So yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah.
1: Expecting the same cat same amount or maybe the same form of love from people, that's not fair. Because everyone yeah. loves in their own way and it's beautiful, it's unique. You know, Hmm. Adam, your characteristic makes you Adam. I don't want you to turn to another Shweta. That's where I was wrong. Mm. You know, and maybe when we are fulfilling social responsibilities, the things that hold me back or held me back in the past was things I thought are heartbreaks for me, sorrows, struggles, challenges. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to be empathetic to anyone because I'm struggling myself. That's not an excuse. I mean, if you are sad, what gives you the right to make someone else feel sad? Don't you be, shouldn't you be the doing the other way around, actually? If you're feeling bad about something, your thing should be not making sure not anyone else feels like that, at least not because of you.
0: Amen. I love that. It's
1: simple. It's simple. Yeah.
0: We all do our part within our own communities and we should never do the work of another. So if we have one sweeta in our beautiful community, we don't need to have another one and 10 more. If we have one atom, we don't need 20 more. We need individuals being themselves in their most authentic, vulnerable ways and finding ways to empower them to become better at being that. I love that. Audience, if if you like what Sweden is saying, leave a like down in the comments down below. Tell her how much you love her and, uh, and like and subscribe and all of her links down below will be there. Um, I've got to get better at that as now as a podcaster and a... YouTuber, family, thank you so much for keeping me accountable on that with all the DMs that they constantly send. And I'm not kidding. You guys really do send me like 300 messages every single week. So I love you. And I thank you for that. Um, We really do have such a good community here. So yes, um, I think that is a, a beautiful point in the sense of literally finding a way to remind ourselves that just because we're actually going through our own journeys and struggles, that's never an excuse and that's, I mean, safe space to the audience that's out there as well. Sweet and I are both saying, if you are going through your challenges and struggles, we hold space for you. That's perfectly fine. We validate you. We understand that what you're going through is, is important. There's nothing wrong with that. At the same time, it's never an excuse is what we're adding a layer on top of that of accountability is people in a community that are responsible for others and themselves in it as well. That just because you're going through things, that's not an excuse to not be there and be open for someone else that's powerful. That would be so much better if we all actually all had that as an ideology that we could carry with us every single day. Maybe people would be nicer on traffic um, or waiting in line for our coffee. That might be a possibility to think about. So let's work on that one, fam. Um, well, this is good. We're getting into a spot where we're thinking about the accountability of life and how challenges come up and how we can internalize that and make it into a strength, right? So I think that's one of the biggest things about rough sketch of final drafts entire presence there fam is the fact that it's a rough sketch and we're working towards a final draft. It's about the idea that we will go through struggles and we're trying to make it into the best life that we can. And if we aren't, it's okay, but we're growing. So sweetie, in that sense, when we're growing in our lives and our careers, we want to add some things to ourselves. We want to branch out into Self-discovery and finding out new ways and new elements of ourselves. We have role models in our societies where we don't want to have another atom. We don't want to have another Sweden. Individuals be authentic. what would be a skill, a tool that you found was a good thing on being able to find the real you. Well, what helped lead you inward into Sweden to find that there's such a powerful, amazing, empathetic loving woman inside there that you wanted to embrace. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: I would say two things. I have two things here, which, which I found a skill. uh, I'm still learning. I'll never say I I have developed those skills completely because uh, this is a process. I'm going to keep learning till the day here on this planet. Uh, So one is perspective, you know, looking, looking at things, differently than what your mind has stuck you with that person was rude to you but you can be like maybe that person's having a bad day and canada taught me this so i'm giving this credit completely to the country and the amazing people in this country that they actually taught me that sweetie are you having a bad day today because i didn't see you saying good morning with a smile so they are giving importance to what you are feeling right now not what you made them feel how beautiful is that adam you are focusing on someone else's feelings and you're not focusing on you are not overreacting. reacting you respond very you know gracefully and very rationally rather than reacting saying that what's up with you you know it makes a difference right. yeah. and second thing is acceptance so whatever happens in life you know most mostly we struggle with what if i could have changed that what if that person didn't say this what if they never left what if i never left but the thing is, though all those incidents, you know, they bring up and they build the person who you are today. So I don't have any regrets in life, never. And I've done a bunch of mistakes. I'll never say all the decisions I have made have been perfectly correct, or you know, uh, they just right. went as planned. No, they, they never went. Well, actually, none of them did. You know. <laughs> but honestly, I'm okay. I'm okay with it all those situations choices people accumulated to the, together made shweta what i am today and uh, i love me you know i accept me as i am and not perfect i accept people as they are my family you know they drive me crazy if i'm going to be there for like an year they will <laughs> but i love them so it's not about yeah. what you are what you are expecting a person to be it's about accepting them how they are and then loving them and being there for them see growth and changes are two different things but Mm. that should happen when you're upgrading your professional skills when you're upgrading your personal skills I changed a lot five years back I wasn't the shweta Adam you know me two years back I wasn't the same person I mean I know you have seen me struggling And uh, I would really take this moment and thank you for all the positive words that you have said out. You don't know how much you have helped me, honestly. I never said it out often before, but you did help me a lot. You know, and that's amazing Mm -hmm. of you. I have seen myself changing, but does that change what my heart is? Yeah, I, I understood what setting boundary is, but that doesn't mean if someone needs help, I'm going to be like, ah, you know, I, I know how to build a wall now. I'm not going to help you out. No, it's about right. making sure you're self-sabotaging your emotions, but you are also available for people to help. You know, accepting that their problem is not your problem. You are there to support them.
0: Hmm. I such think a
1: Acceptance way. and perspective are the two skills that changed my life. In a very drastic way and in a very positive way,
0: I would say. Love that. And the acceptance part is the, I would say, the renunciation of expectations on others. If we live with expectations of others, we have to be accountable that we might be setting ourselves up for a very challenging relationship with other individuals in every single circumstance. If we want them to show up a certain way, which would be ideal, perhaps. Maybe we have good intentions, we want people to be their best. If they don't show up that way, though, that isn't for us to say anything that they let us down, that they've ruined our day, that they've done something personally to offend us, that they did it on purpose. You know, if they show up for a business meeting and they're not wearing the right clothing in in an analogous way, their audience, we can't really take that personally. They're going to show up how they're going to show up. And I think one of the things that Sweeta really is hitting on perfectly is learning to humble ourselves, to accept people as they are. And that comes from a standpoint of learning how to love ourselves and accept ourselves as we are. Right. And that's the beautiful Mwah, chef's kiss again. Point that uh, I can definitely resonate with. And I thank you so much for the loving kindness that you shared this. We know that um, I'm holding space and I'm, I'm doing my best to hold back the, uh, the love there, but I have always loved you and always held space for you and you've grown incredibly. And I know that you've gone through some amazing things And hence to the audience, of course. Um, That was one of the reasons why I wanted Sweetie to be on the, the podcast for the whole entire audience, for all of you to share and see this amazing woman's journey. She's absolutely incredible. The person who is sitting with us today is such a light in this universe and always has been. And she's only been burning brighter since I've met her. So what she has to offer is immense. And I just am honored that she's here with us today. So again, I'm reminding the audience... Put a comment down below and tell us how much you love her. And um, as we move through this and the acceptance and the idea about loving ourselves and (sighs) minimalizing expectations of others and learning to do acceptance in a really healthy way. What are some of the things that maybe we look forward to for 2024? I mean, we're coming up to the end of the year. And so anyone who's ever listened to this in the future, we're coming up to the end of 2023 for anyone who's moving into their new year, we set New Year's resolutions. We do that as a as a world. Um, some people are for it. Some people are against it. You know, I'm kind of whatever. I like to choose and let people be. Um, what are some good wisdom tips that you might have for people setting a, a new, you know, vision board for 2024 and things like that? How can we set up people for success for what's coming in the in the years to come?
1: Okay, personally for me, December is one of my favorite months. I always analyze 2023 and I always look forward to 2024 I have this thing like a tradition since I landed in Canada since 2018 uh, December I have a get-together at my place Uh, you know Adam life Mm -hmm. is unpredictable but everyone makes it to six years you know you meet new people you say goodbyes to someone and uh, it's all it's like happiness and painful it goes hand in hand together but I take this time first is to be yeah. grateful for everything that happened in 2023. Whether it's painful, whether it's hmm. happy, I don't care. But again, all these things accumulated made the person who I am at the end of 2023. And I'm very grateful for each and every memory I had shared with each and every person around me. And for 2024, okay, that was like, okay, when I was evolving, you know, before a couple of years. I used to be a very calendar-based, scheduled girl who would have plans for next 10 years. Well, it didn't work. And then suddenly I became a person who would never plan anything. You want to get a car? Yeah, go get a car. Have you planned it? No, I don't want to. Because my only woman planned everything and nothing went as planned. So now I was in this rebel yeah. mode where I would never plan anything. I would be careless, reckless. I spend money like crazy, which I still do. Uh, we will cut this one out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Hashtag
1: relatable. So, uh, it's okay. It's fine. Now the third phase of my changes begin where I decided that, yes, I won't have any big milestones, but I'm going to create shorter goals for my life. That's what my 2024 looks like. That's what my 2023 also mm-hmm. looked like created three to four small goals saying that by the end of March, I want to do this and I have three months. Hmm. I can do this. Good. You know, and it's a short one. Don't try to, you know, uh, again, I'm not, not talking about limitations, you know, sky's the limit for everyone, Hmm. but for myself, I don't try to overpressurize me. I I focus on small goals, but Adam consistency and discipline is the key here. Working on any resolution, fellas, always remember, you have to do it every day. And you know what they say: yeah. the simple things are the toughest one to do. So it's yeah. simple things waking up, replacing your coffee with something healthier. It's very simple, but you have to do it every day. Yeah. You know, going to that it's gym. Sure. Oh God, yeah, I'm still struggling with that Aww. one, but. <laughs> Adam, your posts are your posts are motivating me to be more regular in gym and I'm gonna try my best.
0: <laughs> Here we go. There we go. The struggle is real. That's right. It's such a worthy go. Keeping to the the small things end up yeah. becoming big things, right? And it was actually Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the author of um, a couple amazing characters, but the one most notable is Sherlock Holmes. And he said, Only to the tiny mind. Are tiny things not important? So it's interesting in the fact that he was able to understand that those who only think that things in life that are small are insignificant, that's a tiny mindset because tiny things become big things and big things become our whole entire lives. So you're absolutely right. I love that though. And did I hear you correctly, just for the sake of the audience as well, and for myself to reiterate, you created chakra goals for 2024 is that what you
1: said yeah so it's gonna be short term goals as in like i'm I'm working on a side hustle and by april before my birthday i have some specific target i want to do and i'll be like okay i'll do it so i have four months i'm gonna work accordingly and uh before my birthday this is my birthday present to me so you know you work hard for your birthday presents so that's what i i treat myself i reward myself with everything i do
0: yeah I love that. Okay. I think for the audience, that's that's just fantastic. Shotgun goals, fam. Okay. We're going to have that be new content. Shotgun goals for 2024. And we're going to move forward with that. This is is all now being credited and copywritten to SWEDA. Shotgun goals, 2024. Okay. So that means that you can make micro goals. So that's kind of in line with the entire rough sketch of final draft. We're talking about like literally, instead of choosing to write a book, what we're saying is, create a chapter right create chapters and maybe eventually it'll become a book so shotgun goals right i love that i really really love that ah oh, well i knew that having our conversation today was going to be absolutely enriching i didn't know exactly how far it would get into some of the details of getting a chance to resonate with one another though i always knew that when we finally did get a genuine chance to connect because we've done this through instagram a few times where we've chatted and we've we've sent each other voice messages and and Messages written wise. We never actually had a formal conversation. I knew that we would resonate, and I'm just, I'm just touched and humbled by today's um, resonance, the alignment, the synchronicities that we have. I just, I, I honor you. I really, really do, and I'm so grateful for you being on the show today. Um,
1: I would like to take this and again, time with you for you know letting me come here, talk to you, and to the audience. Uh, so. This is amazing, Adam, what you're doing. You are creating a good difference in this world. And that's what my, I just have one milestone in my life, a long-term milestone. This is it to create a good difference before we leave. That's the legacy I want to leave behind when I go, when I leave this world. Even if I have changed one person's life in a positive way, okay, I don't have the capacity to change anyone's life, but help them to change their life in a positive way. That's it. I'm good, you know?
0: There we, go. there we go. We can't ever do the changing for them, but we can hopefully walk with them side by side, sit on the bench with them, whatever it is, and let them change their life, but be a part of that change. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you there. Well, let's dive into some other things. Let's, um, <clears throat> as I'm, I'm doing my best to hold my my heart back from all the the love that you just shared there. So grateful for that. Let's dive into a little bit about what it is that you do when you're writing, because I know that you blog and things like that. And these are even things that I want to know, but I'm, I'm sure that the audience is going to want to know more about that, to even learn to follow your content and to be a part of your journey as well. So share with us at this point in time in the, uh, in the episode and let us know what it is that you do.
1: To share that So writing is like I love poetry. I'm not a fancy poet. First of all, I, I cannot use very fancy vocabulary with with like uh, words where I actually have to Google when I'm reading it. I keep it very yeah. simple. But I write what I feel. I love writing. I love journaling. And the first time I ever journal was when I was 13 years old. And if you remember uh, mm. the you know the Second World War story, there was uh, a survivor called Helen Keller, she was journal- journaling her life story and I read her book I was touched and uh, that's when I decided I'm going to journal, you know, I'm going to write things and wow I those those books are amazing what I have written <laughs> you know, the, the, they actually specify what example I'm feeling at that point of time and uh, yeah. it helps and also people going through a breakup just write down and burn it off no, that doesn't help, mm. I'm kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> Don't burn it off. I'm Don't burn it out. Writing it, does yeah. help. Save it. Yeah. yeah, writing does help. And uh, my poems are basically about the wonderful people I come across or maybe sometimes about life, how it's moving and uh whatever I feel, I write. You know, I and I love it. Uh cool. Actually, the good thing about writing is I never sought validation from anyone or recognition from anyone. I, I solely do that for myself. Uh, the first poem yeah. I ever wrote was for my mom when I was in uh, fifth grade. It was a very silly um. poem, but 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 the amazing part is my mom still has it, and I <laughs> used to have a terrible handwriting. <laughs> Goodness, I can never be a teacher based yeah. on that.
0: No. So your mom still keeps the poem. That's incredible. So it must have been on the refrigerator for years, and now she still holds it near and dear to her heart. That's adorable. That's absolutely adorable. You'll have to share that with me one day. Please. Please, please, please. Oh, Adam, no. It's
1: not good. It's not good.
0: Uh, I'll be be the the deciding factor in that. I'm sure I'll love it. I'm sure I will. Well, what are some of the uh, – you said Helen Keller. What are some of the influences that you find that are enriching? And maybe even something for the benefit of the audience. Maybe throw out some names out there that are great poets that maybe are unknown that you'd even like to kind of um, you know, shine some light on out there for others out there in the world. I mean, I'm an Edgar Allan Poe fan. Uh, Whitman in the in the Western sense, I go all the way back to things like René Descartes' poems and even Rousseau and uh, Levinas and things like that. I mean, these individuals were incredible thinkers and philosophers. At the same time, their poetry is just palpable with wisdom and beauty and things like that. So what are some of the ones that you like that you want to share with the uh, the audience that inf- influence you?
1: So I love Odiak work i and there, there's a poem written by Robert Kipling called if and i would share it in the comments if. with you uh yeah and yep. wow i mean every word every, yeah. yeah every word every line in that in that poem is uh, very vibrating it teaches you a lot regarding your whole life's journey I love William Wordsworth a lot more than William Shakespeare. Again, this is my personal choice. No, no controversy on this. I personally love William Wordsworth poems. (laughs) love poems. I I love Adam Drake. Adam Drake is amazing. He is, I know he writes, writes a little bit like sad and love related, but I love how he makes me feel through his words. It's amazing.
0: I agree. The beauty is sometimes the beauty in the breakdown right? There is beauty in the sadness of things. And one of the things too, I I actually like to talk about this even in my coaching clients uh, moments. So if any of you out there go ahead and like this, if you remember me talking to you about this in one of our coaching calls is the fact that when there's sadness, right? And holding space again, to keep it on brand with our whole entire conversation, the podcast for our audience today is sadness is okay. Poetry is one of the outlets for that to be there. There is joy, there is beauty and there's joy and beauty even in the sadness when we actually sit with it in the truest way and poetry has such an eloquent way to articulate the feelings and emotions that we're going through which is sometimes the beauty of what poetry really is so if we can even you know kind of a, be an advocate on this episode for poetry for people who are going through their emotional internal journey of angst and turmoil is really the fact of the emotions need to come out And sometimes we lack the language because we were raised in a family situation or in a cultural situation that did not allow for those types of words to mature and to come into our lexicon of the verbiage that we know how to utilize as tools to express properly what we're feeling. And poetry is that beautiful outlet. It does that with us for these feelings that other human beings have felt. So it's both cathartic. There's an empathetic moments take in place when you're reading poetry as well, because you're able to empathize with the actual author as you're feeling that this person feels what you feel and the way that they can articulate it and bring it to life is in such a beautiful way that you wish that you could have, which allows you finally to let it go and let the feeling loose. And it might be sadness. It might be loss. It might be grief, It could be joy. It could be beauty. And poetry allows for those vessels to be there. And I I know that it's one of the the things that Sweethead does. And it was one of the things that I wanted to bring to the audience for this episode as well. To let them know that poetry is a beautiful outlet for the healing of the soul. A, learn how to do it. Don't be ashamed. Get a notebook. Start doing it. Scribble some things down. Figure it out. Look at haikus. Figure it out. Put down your emotions. Sweeta was brave and amazing has been doing this since she was a child and her mother loves her first poem. So that's encouraging to us all. I'm sure that it is an amazing poem and I will get it one day. I will. I will get that from her. I will. I'll, I'll let you know, fam, whether or not I loved it or not. And I'm sure that I do. I won't, I won't put it on blast. We won't, we pull, you know, put it out there on the social media, but uh, I'm sure it's incredible, but find a way to start getting in touch with your emotions. And it's one of the things that I help my clients just to wrap it up is to, to journal their emotions and typically, even when you actually ask clients to start journaling their emotions, to start being real with themselves and authentic, because it's different to look at it on the page. Can you agree with that too? That once you actually have your thought and it's on paper, it's different?
1: It is. It is. So this is right. where the perspective things came in, in into the story in my life. Yeah. You know, sometimes when things happen, you are feeling it very strongly. And I get it. It's very normal. First of all, audience, you have to understand that Feelings, you know, it's important to feel things. Please don't overhype it. Like, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. It's okay. It's just a feeling. It's like feeling hungry, you know. You don't every time freak out when you're feeling hungry. What do you do? Work on the solution. You cook or you just order something like me and you eat, you right. know. Yeah. It's as simple oh, as that. Yeah, it's as yeah. simple as that. So when I started reading how I felt about a particular situation, a particular person, I was like, uh, Shweta, don't you think you went a little bit overboard? It, I mean, I respect your feelings, but try to look at it in a third point of view. And you might not see the entire story because you were clouded by your emotions. And, you know, I mentioned this in one of your, one of your posts uh, lately that your judgment mm-hmm. is I mean, judgment, but like maybe seeing things the way it is, it's always clouded by the amount of emotions you are feeling at that point of time. And, hey, guys, I am an emotional person. I always give priority to my emotions first. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, try to look the things as the way they are, not as what your brain is thinking, you know. Sometimes they are not the same thing.
0: Great. What we imagine, even though we want to validate that, is not necessarily always in line with the realities that we find ourselves in. And that's the truest point about the journaling with poetry. And it was it, interesting to just wrap up that point is that when they started actually writing down their emotions, they started to write it in poems. I mean, it, it just you'll, you'll think about it in the fact of whether or not people think sometimes that they're artistic or whether or not they have musical abilities or whether or not they're poetic. If you just try, I, human beings are creative in general, whether or not it's doing makeup in the morning. Putting your curly hair together, like this whole entire mess that I got up here. If anyone of you are watching this or listening to it, watch the, watch the audio and watch the, uh, the video from that side. You'll see what I'm dealing with here. But um, curly hair is a mess, right? But I mean, we're all creative in our own ways. So when you actually really start to express your emotions, it's interesting how we'll all find out that we actually really do have, to circle all the way back to the beginning of the episode, our EQ is actually higher than we usually give ourselves credit for. And that's a societal thing. Right, and that's one of the beautiful growths. I'm going to transition this into the next kind of part of our questions here. But our society has been kind of gearing us up for the IQ for such a long time. Our EQ, even though we didn't say that, you know, 30, 40 years ago, but our emotional capacity used to be higher, right? In that sense, but our EQ is becoming a more forefront thing. It really is, and it's it's a wonderful thing that we've had a cultural shift in our world and in how the world is seeing the truth of things, and we're all starting to invest within ourselves. If anything, knock on wood, safe space in that regard for anyone that went through anything with COVID. It 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 made us stop. Hard pause, right? Hashtag relatable. Hard pause and reflect on what we're dealing with because the whole entire world around us really was falling apart. So it really made us focus in on us, on what we're doing, on how we're striving, thriving, or drowning, right? In that truest sense. And um this is a part that I really want to transition into for, for us to wrap up the episode to kind of have a good conversation for the next 15 or 20 minutes on is when we're finding ourselves in positions in this life through going through struggles, which I know that you've come through in such a far way. What are some of the things that others can really hold on to when things around them are maybe at their most distant that they're at their darkest, things feel like they're far away, right? They're at their distant, and things feel like they're the darkest. There is no light, it seems like, of what to do. What are some of the things that you found within yourself that, um, as I had mentioned before, that you're such a beautiful, bright light in this universe? The world needs more of sweta They do, they do, they do. I just love you and honor you so much. How did you find that light, and how did you kindle that light? And then, what did you do to find the strength from within to get through the things that you've been going through?
1: A couple of stuff, okay, in that. Uh, prayers. I believe in God. I'm a believer. So I think my biggest strength was prayer. I I asked God that, okay, I'm not able to see the bigger picture, okay? I am yeah. not just, you know, you know, there's a metaphor saying there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But the phase yeah. I have been through, there was no light. The tunnel end was actually clouded by rocks. So not only I have to walk in darkness to the end of the tunnel, but I have to remove each and every rock hand by hand to see that light. And I didn't even know if there was light outside. But I asked God that what you need to do is two things. First of all, make me believe that there is a light. Okay. Hmm. And second, I need help. Yeah, Adam, that's the bravest thing I have done. I said it out loud. I can't do it alone. I, I, I cannot survive this. I need help. So one is having prayers. If, if you're not a believer, then at least believe in the nature, in the universe, in law of attraction. Your brain is very strong. Believe in, in yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So whether it's you are believing in God or you're believing in yourself, it's the same thing. Because God, according to me, God resides yeah. everywhere. So if you believe in yourself, you are actually believing in God. The second is the good people you have in life. Hold on to them, guys. They are your first aid kit. They are your survival kit, I would say. My family, my incredible friends, and I am a tough one to handle. I am. (laughs) I mean, Adam, you know me. I get all emotional. I get all negative. I'm very pessimist when things are going wrong. I'll be like, okay, this is the end of the world. I can't make it. And I I block out people. I don't talk to anyone. You know, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, don't talk to me. Don't come near me. They waited patiently for me because they knew I'm going to go back running to them when I know that this is it. I can't do it myself. So second thing was, you know, the good people I have in my life. I want to thank you. Like thank all of them. That thank you for not giving up on me because that made me not give up on myself. And it's a big thing, you know. And uh, third is, Have hope and faith, you know, things are going to get better. Time is very powerful. Time is very powerful. What you are feeling right now, you might not feel the same after some time. Or what you felt back in the time, you're not feeling the same right now. So these three things, have you know, believing in yourself, having good people around you and having that faith and hope that things will always get better. Because if it is not the better, it's not actually your story. You are going to make it better. You're the hero, man. This is your story. You are the hero of your story. You are definitely going to make it better.
0: I love that. I love that. All three great points. Audience, write those down. There are so many of you, actually, that really do write these things down. They, they let me know, obviously, in the DMs. They, uh, they love taking notes whenever we do this. So keep your notepads ready. So does that mean that in the context of the rough sketch to final draft of life as we're drafting this does that mean that we're the author sweden does that mean that we're the author of our of our journey
1: i think our choices is basically playing the role of the author the choices of staying the choices of leaving the choices of sticking around for some time and then leaving maybe coming back to some place or some person the choices of how you're responding to everything that's happening you know because as an author, I can write what I feel, what I want to do. As an author, I can't write what Adam is going to ask me or how he's going to respond to what I say. So when that happens, if I'm I'm writing my story and someone is being bad to me, I'm like, I didn't write this. Wait. So my story <laughs> is based on my choice of how I'm responding. Like I said, guys, focus on yeah. two, three very simple things. As I said, it's simple, but it's not easy. Okay, you have to do it every day. One is... Feeling positive inside your head, if you're not able to feel positive, you know, look for good people who are going to support you. Talk to them. Ask for help. And third is shotgun goals. Just work on goals. Work on your, prof- love your professional life. It will create a huge difference. If you don't like your job, get another one. Simple.
0: Perfect. Perfect, perfect. All I can simply say is I thank you. This has just been an amazing ride for a conversation that has been a year and a half yeah. in the making i believe yes indeed just know, fam, that this uh, wonderful beautiful soul sweet is just an incredible human being and with the fact of how she's lovingly um mentioning her her emotions um to everyone out there in the world who has a lot of emotions being one of them myself in that regard is the truest fact though is that it's a superpower having a lack thereof and not being able to be in line and in tune with the emotions that you carry within yourself is something where we can all grow a little bit further. Sweeta is being very fun today and she's, she's, um, she's being humble. She's an amazing human soul and I love how much emotion she has. And I'm sure that everyone else in her family that she was just mentioning and all of her friends that were waiting for her, love her unconditionally. And the fact that she has such a big heart and it's true that if you really want people to have genuine connections and genuine Friendships, genuine partnerships with love and interest and things like that too. Um, having someone who has too much emotion can never be a bad thing. It's the lack thereof, which is the opposite. And here on the Coach Adam and Ref a Final Draft, we embrace people with emotions. Their EQ score is off the charts. Empathy all the way. I'm hearing, giving a shout out to all of our empaths. Sweeta is an amazing empath. And, um, with my final notes, again, I'm just going to remind this amazing audience for, I think, the third time. I've done a good job. Keep me keep me honest here, uh, fam. I did say like and subscribe a couple of times, so I've said it enough. Like and subscribe. Share with a few family friends. We love you. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Spotify. And, Sweeta, do you have any final words for anyone else before we wrap this up?
1: One thing I want everyone to remember is never give up. Okay. You, you cannot give up. This is not your story where you give up. Kindness to yourself and everyone else is very important. It's mandatory. It's not optional. You know, I don't know why people say that having a good heart is optional or, uh, oh, you know, when, when they, I would like to add one thing here, Adam, is when someone is kind, people treat them special. But according to me, it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's how the normal should look like, you know. When, when a guy right. opens like a car door for me, I'm like, oh, no, that's how normal it should look like. Again, no offense to anyone who believes that opening a car door is not okay or okay. I don't care. Sure, sure. I'm saying according to my perspective. <laughs> yeah, it's it's normal. Right. Being good, being kind, being positive are normal things, you know, and helping each other grow. Guys, it's magical. It's magical. Help each mm. other grow. You will never be, you know, in the downfall. So just give your support to people. Just ask for support from people if you need them. And if you have no one to talk to, I'm always here. I say this to everyone, to my students, to my friends, my family. I'm here. I will be a good listener, you know. If if you want to sit down and be quiet, okay, I'm here. Let's just, let's just be there, you know. Let me go. So, yeah, and Adam, I would like to take this one moment and say Thank you to you. And audience, I want to know that I never knew Adam personally, but I have been through a very dark phase in my life. I don't know. He's like God sent guardian angel for me where uh, he just showed up out of nowhere. And uh, the messages he sent me, it made me see my worth when I couldn't see it, you know, and it it makes a big difference when someone sees a light in you and you feel like you are in black hole right now and you can't see light for millions and millions of light years distance and someone would come along and just say that you got this and I actually believed in his word I don't know why I believed him but he was right I got this so Adam thank you so much thank you for that day and thank you for today for helping me or you know coming up with this thing and uh, having me here it's it's a great honor thank you I look forward to meet you in person that's for sure
0: we're going to make that happen. We will. Fam, I promise we will take a selfie one day together and post it on social media. This is definitely going to happen. We're part of a soul family. So I'm honored to share this journey with you. And then lastly, where I'm going to put the links down below. Of course, the ones that you want me to have out there. Where can people find you? Obviously on Instagram, but then where can they find like your poetry and your writings and things like that? Let them know there.
1: So I have a couple of Instagram pages. One is for my poetry. One is for my career advice. Yeah, I do that a bit. You know, and another is one for my events. So I will share all all the Instagram links with you guys. That's where I am basically all the time. Uh, But I would love to hear from you. I'd love to get a feedback. I would love to hear how you feel or think about life. See, we all are learners here and we all are teachers here, you know. So let's grow, learn, shine
0: together. On that beautiful note, we will wrap up this wonderful episode. Thank you again to the Rough Sketch of Final Draft fam. Thank you, Coach Adam family. Thank you, Sweeta, for being such an amazing guest. And join us next time for another amazing episode of Rough Sketch of Final Draft. Thank you, Sweeta.
1: Thank you, everyone.